Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Tuesday, another stack-loaded show today. Producer Joe, how are you today, my friend? It is a fine and wonderful day. Good to be here with you, Daniel. Uh, The Irish Joe Armacost. They believe you are Scottish, correct? uh, The Armacost coat of arms. and stuff like that. Uh, See the Argyle? The Armacost clan. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. I love that. Bunch of farmers, yeah. Folks, listen. We are loaded up today. As Joe knows, he's been doing and cutting a lot of video and audio first. I've got a ton of stories for you. Let me tell you where we're going to go. I've got some crazy new connections coming out, and I'm basically going to expose to you, for you, so get ready. All right. What... The G, as we used to call it in the Secret Service, the government, the insiders, the swamp rats are really worried about. And I'm going to make a prediction here. Yeah, I'm going to predict what's going to come out in this IG report that's going to freak you out. I'm going to show you some evidence. You're going to love that. I got some video from the White House yesterday. It's got liberals head spinning uh, Reagan style from The Exorcist, not Ronald, of course. Uh, Linda Blair style. Uh, I've got a Trump tweet that's going to blow your mind. And some Project Veritas video. Hat tip James O'Keefe and the crew yeah, baby. about old Jeffy Epstein. That's <laughs> probably going to blow your mind a little bit. Don't go anywhere. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Policy Genius. PolicyGenius.com, folks. Go to PolicyGenius.com. Compare life insurance quotes in two minutes. Listen, nobody likes to go and shop for life insurance. It's one of those things we procrastinate, we put off. But it's one of the most important things you can do for the safety and security financially of your own family. It's the season now to elect benefits to your workplace. Most people know open enrollment is the decision time for health care coverage, but it's the perfect moment to reassess your life insurance needs. To properly provide for their families, most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage they get through their jobs. You know that? Which means your employer life no. insurance is leaving you underinsured. Big problem. Joe didn't know it either. You see that? That's where Policy Genius comes in. Super easy to use. This is the place to go. PolicyGenius.com. PolicyGenius.com. It's the easiest way to shop for life insurance plans not tied to your job. In minutes, compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. So simple. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. We get great feedback on Policy Genius. The life insurance you buy through Policy Genius stays with you, even if you have to leave your job. Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can help you with auto insurance. They can help you with disability insurance, home insurance too. So when you're looking at workplace benefits this month, make sure to double check your life insurance options. Then go to policygenius.com to get quotes and apply in minutes. Policygenius.com, the easiest way to compare and buy life insurance. All right, Joe, let's go. Nice. First, let's start off with a light story before we dig into the really heavy stuff for you today, folks, because this is going to absolutely scramble your marbles here. How liberals are so easily triggered, these snowflakes, snuggy wearing, marshmallow eating, s'mores roasting liberals Mm -hmm. who just cannot. And and so, by the way, the guy whose tweet I'm going to show as a response isn't really technically a liberal, but he's acting like one now. Here's the White House yesterday. President Trump had a great ceremony for the World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Mm -hmm. And one of their better players, Kurt Suzuki, comes up to say a few words. And uh, he does something interesting as he's walking up to the mic, which definitely surprises President Trump. Check this video out. Come here. Say a couple words. Come on. I love you all. I love you all. Thank you. What a a job he did. I didn't know that was going to happen. 
Well, when he's talking about what was going to happen, the president Suzuki walks up and puts a MAGA hat on, which clearly enraged a bunch of anti-Trumpers, liberals yeah. and snowflakes. Just go to Twitter yesterday. It's almost comical. I only put this on here. I had to open up the show, show you how just crazy the opposition is here. The hoax-loving Democrats, liberals. Here's Norm Ornstein uh, at AEI, at Norm Ornstein, who's completely, who Trump broke this man completely. He broke him like he broke Matt Boot, Max Boot, uh, formerly respected people who aren't anymore. Very sad, Ornstein says, I love Kurt Suzuki as a player, yeah, sure but he does. wore a MAGA hat to the White House. So I will not cheer him. Oh, Joe, I'm sure he's horrified. Not quite as bad for Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman praised Trump, but his praise for Trump is hard to take. Listen, Norm, before I move on, I promise you, Kurt Suzuki is one of the most talented athletes in the world. He is in a, in a great marriage with a great wife. He loves his family, and he's one of the most respected athletes in baseball. I sincerely doubt he gives a rat's ass what Norm Ornstein over yes, at AEI thinks. Hard yes, pass. <laughs> right, Joe? Yeah, man. Hard pass on that. Norm Ornstein. Go back to your think tank, Norm, and your marshmallows and your Snuggie, and enjoy huh. yourself. Kurt Suzuki will be just fine. I promise you. Norm All right, Ustin. moving on to some more serious <laughs> content. You like my yeah. shirt, by the way? My hey. buddy Steve Kuklo, Mr. Olympia, make bodybuilding great again. Love this shirt. Super, it's great to work out into it. Super thin. All right, folks. This is... I know I tell you what's important. I say this is important. And sometimes I say stuff's important. You're like, you say it's important a lot. It's because a lot of things are important. This, what I'm about to tell you, this segment is very important. The deep staters and the swamp rats involved in the whole spying operation on Trump that's about to be exposed. Henceforth, the reason for the impeachment probe, the fake whistleblower gate, Mueller gate, uh, collusion gate, all the fake gates used against Trump, the hoaxes, right? These hoaxes keep happening for a reason. It's because they don't want something to come out. I'm going to I'm gonna start with the lead here. I'm not going to bury it. And then I'm going to get into it and I'm going to explain to you what the lead is. The lead is this. What the deep staters in the government don't want you to know is that the spying operation on President Trump may have been financed by the U.S. government itself. Oh! Wait. Time out. So I, I'll lay it out for you. We're going to go there. We're going to set it up. But how does that differ? Why is that a big deal? And how is it different from what we've heard before? What we've been told previously, based on a tremendous amount of research done by me and others, and I've been holding this for a long time, but I'm comfortable with it now, was that, yeah, the operation with the spy on Trump through the FBI, the FISA courts, Hillary Clinton infusion. A lot of it was financed by Hillary Clinton, right, Joe? Her payments to a law firm, yeah. Perkins Coie, that Cooey, in turn yeah. paid fusion. Ladies and gentlemen, what if I told you that some of this may have been financed by the U.S. government itself? Okay, let's go. So let's go to this piece in The Federalist by an excellent researcher, a fantastic investigative journalist on this. Margot Cleveland, who's broken a lot of information on us. Folks, the show notes, a must read today. Go to Bongino.com, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, this story will be in there. It'll be up attached to the podcast on my website too, Bongino.com. Scoop, Margot Cleveland, the Federalist. CIA and FBI informant was a Washington Post source for Russiagate smears. She's talking about Stefan Halper. Now, remember the lead I laid out in advance. 
Was the U.S. government actually financing and paying for a spying operation against the political opponent of Barack Obama? Ooh, we haven't heard that one yet, have we? No. Is that what they're hiding? Why are they hiding Stefan Halper? Now, from the Margot Cleveland piece where they write about Stefan Halper, the Federalists has learned that the now outed CIA and FBI informant Stefan Halper, we know the guy who was spying uh, on behalf of the government on the Trump team, tried to spy on Papadopoulos and Page, that he also served as a source for Washington Post reporter David Ignatius. Remember the same guy? Who wrote the story yeah. about Mike Flynn's call with the Russians? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. David Ignatius seems to know a lot of people, Joe. Yes. Providing more evidence that the intelligence community has co-opted the press to push anti-Trump conspiracy theories. In addition, an email recently obtained by the Federalist from the MI5 connected Christopher Andrew bragged that his longtime friend, David Ignatius, has the inside track on Flynn. Which adds further confirmation of this conclusion. So we now know, according to Margot Cleveland's reporting, that Stefan Halper, a U.S. government spy who we know was interacting with the Trump team for the purpose of gaining information on the Trump team to spy on them for the Obama administration. Now we know that Halper as well may have not only been involved in the operation to take down Trump, but also in the operation to take down Flynn, that we knew. I don't. We've already known. If you listen to the show, Halper was an, an integral figure in the t- attempted takedown of Mike Flynn as well. But what's new here is that Halper may have been a source for David Ignatius from the Washington Post. David Ignatius from the Washington Post, by the way, who again printed a story and had access to Flynn's phone call to the Russian ambassador. Now, how does this all tie in to my lead here that was the government actually financing some of this stuff? One of the additional suspected sources, producer Joseph, for David Ignatius of the Washington Post, one of the suspects is a guy named James Baker. Not, not the James Baker at the FBI who was Comey's lawyer, okay. lawyer legal guy in the FBI. Not that James Baker. There's another James Baker, a military official who works at the Office of Net Assessments, which is a cute title for an operation that basically pays intelligence figures. They basically are like a prop arm for the, C- for the CIA. I don't know any other way to say it. All right. But it's got a cutesy name, Joe, Office of Net Assessments. It's not yeah, very nice. Sounds like they're running spreadsheets or something on Excel. You know, mm-hmm. spreadsheets on the number of dog toys someone sold. Office of Net Assessments, they always have those kind of names. They're never like cool names, right? It's kind of like a book. Like Operation know. Spitfire 22. <laughs> it's, not a, it's Office of Net Assessments, so you don't pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, that's a good name. So, right? So now we know that this guy who runs the Office of Net Assessments, which works with the CIA to pay people like Halper, also may have been a source in the takedown of Mike Flynn using media tools like David Ignatius of the Washington Post. We know Halper may have been a source too. Again, what's the lead here? Was the government actually paying for this operation? Why are they hiding Halper? Why is everybody in the media so obsessed 
with hiding Halper. Remember the when when the story first broke, Joe, the New York Times, he's not really a spy. Yeah, yeah. He's an undocumented government informant. Remember all these articles, the leftists freaking out? Halper's not a spy. He's not a spy. He is an undocumented workplace informer. Bad Remember name. the euphemism game? <laughs> Bad He's name. a spy, yeah. folks. He's <laughs> yeah. been a spy forever. Yeah. Remember that? The whole uh, the, the uh, dance? Yeah. yeah. Halper's helpers. Halper's, <laughs> Halper's helpers. Right. Yeah. Very good. Why were they hiding Halper? Let's go to this Washington Times piece, which will be in the show notes. It's an older piece. That's the benefit to my show notes, by the way. We don't only include today's articles. We include older articles that are now relevant again today by Rowan Scarborough, who's done tremendous work at the Washington Times on this. Headline, loose contracting practices at Pentagon office wastes millions. Whistleblower punished. Dan, what the heck? You're talking about the government paying to spy on Trump? We thought it was Hillary doing it. How is any of this related? Oh, man. Let's take a little snippet from that piece by Rowan Scarborough in the Washington Times and see how this may, in fact, be related to the government payments used to spy on Donald Trump. Quote from the Rowan Scarborough piece, Stephen Halper, the professor who became an FBI informant to spy on the Trump campaign, failed to document the research he did as a contractor on four Pentagon studies worth $1 million, an investigation found. Wow, Halper is getting a lot of money. That's crazy. Weird. <laughs> the Department of Defense Inspector General's report exposes loose contracting practices at the Pentagon's Office of Net Assessment. Gosh, that's oh. crazy how that keeps creeping up. The same kind of problems reported by an analyst, Adam Lovinger, who we've reported on in the past. The Office of Net Assessments later accused this whistleblower, Lovinger, reporting on these payments to Halper and others, of mishandling sensitive data. And he's been suspended without pay. Wow. So the Office of Net Assessments, where this guy Baker works, James Baker, who is suspected to be a source in the attack on Mike Flynn through the Washington Post, yeah. was paying Halper, who is also suspected of being a source for David Ignatius of the Washington Post. Crazy how that would happen. Baker, Halper, Net Assessments. We now know Office of Net Assessments uh -huh. was paying Halper money and that a whistleblower named Adam Lovinger, who exposed some of these payments for these faulty reports that yeah. Halper was giving them, that the whistleblower was suspended. Right. Uh, Joe, I yeah. thought we were told whistleblowers are to be beatified and sainted. They are yeah. never to be questioned whistleblowers. No, why should you do that? Suspended. Suspend whistleblowers. We're just told with this whistleblower, were we not, Joe, that this guy is to be sainted. He's to be promoted from priest to bishop, cardinal, pope to saint immediately. But now we find out an actual whistleblower right. exposing payments to Halper and others in the Office of Net Assessments. Ridiculous payments for a whole lot of money. The government runs the Office of Net Assessments, folks. Our government, your tax dollars, okay. that he was suspended a while ago. Remember that guy where they suspended him? They said he disclosed sensitive data. And then, was it NCIS or others? In the report, it, it said he did not so it disclosed sensitive data, and they, de and they deleted the not. Kind of yeah, a big yeah. delete. Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah. show? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah. 
Adam Lovinger disclosed sensitive data. The report said he okay. did not disclose sensitive data. And they forgot to put the not in there. That's kind of like saying Joe robbed the bank and leaving out the Joe did not rob the bank. Like we left the did not part out of there. It kind of changes the story Big just time. a little bit, a little. <laughs> just a tad. Oh, I got to tell you, um, as the ombudsman, ombudsman, if I could please. say it, there's an awful lot yes, of cooks please. in the kitchen here, dude. You know what I mean? And this story is so, I'm kind of having a little bit of difficulty following you. You know what I mean? Okay. I just want you to know that. I'm not done. No, no, no. I I do not. I ask you to be the ombudsman for a reason. I understand. Let me tie this up for you because I do have a loaded news day. And I want to be sure you see exactly where I'm going with this. All right. Thank you. So let's just lay out where we are. We now know the government, the United States government through ONA, Office of Net Assessments, has been paying people for reports. Okay, fine. I have no All problem right. with that. Intelligence reports. We know one of the recipients of that those payments were Stefan Halper for a grotesque amount of money. We know a whistleblower in that office has sensed the problem with some of those payments and the veracity of the information Halper was providing for that money. Okay. You get it? Hey, yep. we're paying this guy a lot of money and his reports kind of suck. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We now know that in that office of net assessments, one of the military officials running it, this guy Baker, is suspected to be a leaker to David Ignatius, who's the same guy who wrote the Washington Repost report that took down Mike Flynn. Okay. We now know Halper may be a leaker to Baker. I mean, excuse me, may be a leaker to Ignatius too, based on Margot Cleveland's latest reporting. Now, let's put the cherry on top of this little bad boy, huh? Thanks, bro. Remember this Kathleen Kavalek note? So Kathleen Kavalek is a State Department official who in October, before the FISA warrant, meets with Christopher Steele, the alleged author of the dossier. We know it's not true. He's really not the only author. We mm -hmm. know it's the Simpson blanks. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get to this at another time. Someone else may have had some input into the dossier. We know Chris uh, Glenn Simpson did. Yeah. But Steele meets with the state department official. He's alleged to be the author of the Trump dossier. And he says to the Kathleen Cavalek, the state department rep, which she takes a note on. And I've circled for you here that one of Simpson's sources is a guy named Trubnikov. Trubnikov, Trubnikov. You mean the Russian intelligence officer? So let me get this straight. Christopher Steele, who's being paid by Glenn Simpson and Hillary, is claiming now, Steele, that one of the sources for the negative information on Trump and the dossier, the PP tape and other BS was all garbage, that it's a Russian intel officer connected to Putin. Isn't that fascinating? I thought Russian collusion was a Republican thing. Apparently, it's a Democrat thing through Steele. But we'll leave that one for another day. Again, what does this have to do with the G paying potentially for spying, paying for spying, trying to hide it, and being very, very concerned about how? Let's go to this series of tweets by a great investigative reporter for the Daily Caller, Chuck Ross, who tweeted these out a while ago. But they are definitely worth your time now. So this was Chuck back in May, May 17th. Here's a series of three tweets. I'm going to read to you the, the, the key in this. And, and let me see, leave these up for a second here. Well, I'm going to tell you where I'm going before I read these. Okay. Trubnikov, ladies and gentlemen, the Russian intel-connected guy, was not Steele's buddy. 
Trebnikov was someone else's buddy who, may I suggest, may have had a larger role in the dossier than they're leading on. And if this guy who had a larger role in the dossier was being paid by the Office of Net Assessments, i.e. the U.S. government, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a big problem, don't we? Okay, let's read these tweets by Chuck Ross about Trebnikov. Remember, Steele says it's his buddy. Because he wrote the dossier, Joe, right? Right? Yeah. Wink and a nod. Chuck Ross. Quote, Trebnikov also has links to Stefan Halper. Oh, he does? You mean the guy being paid by the government? That guy? Halper tapped Trebnikov to contribute to a 2015 Pentagon study on China-Russia issues. Halper was a contractor at the time for the Pentagon's Office of Net Assessment. Crazy. Crazy how that happens. Okay. He used the offer to write policy papers to get close to George Papadopoulos. Chuck goes on. Halper also hosted and arranged for Trebnikov to speak at the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar in 2012 and 2015. Trebnikov had visa problems. Gee, I wonder why. He's a Russian Putin-connected intel guy prior to the 2015 visit. But those got cleared up. I wonder how that happened. One final tweet. Halper's role in hosting Trebnikov is significant for a couple of reasons. Halper resigned from the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar in December 2016 over what he claimed was undue Russian influence. <laughs> this is so stupid. He reportedly was concerned that Russian operatives were given too much of a platform. You mean the platform? You got money from the U.S. government to pay to host that Russian? You mean that platform? That <laughs> platform. Folks, is this all making sense to you now? Like, are the bells and whistles going off? Yeah. A U.S. government paid spy, Halper, who was, was now yeah. alleged to be a source for the media, too, was supposed to be spying for the government, by the way, all right. being paid by the Office of Net Assessments, where a whistleblower discovered a lot of this and was suspended, I believe, in their effort to hide it. That same guy being paid by the taxpayer. Remember, we thought Hillary paid for it, which is bad enough. But now you paid for it? Halper who is tight with Trebnikov, I believe Halper's information from Trebnikov may have somehow found its way into the dossier after mm -hmm. Halper was the one getting paid by the U.S. government to develop said sources. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's the case, now it makes perfect sense why the Democrats are eager still to make sure this is the Steele dossier, because that's bad enough. It's bad enough that Hillary paid a foreign intel guy, Christopher Steele, to gin up information on Trebnikov. They interviewed Chris Steele. After that interview, Joe, the IG report was delayed. Yep. Do you think it's just possible that Christopher Steele may have noted in the interview with investigators looking into the Spygate fiasco that some of the information he, came, he said came from Trebnikov may have came from Halper? Paid for by you? Oh, 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 Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yeah. I'm just putting it out there, folks. You heard it here first. I just want to show you, too, a headline from the liberal media. I'll wrap it up with this. From Vox, not Fox with an F. Uh, v, Vox, like mm -hmm. Victor. Remember when they freaked out when Halper's name came out? Here's a headline. Spygate, the false allegation that the FBI had a spy in the Trump campaign. Explain all about Stefan Halper. Yeah. They say he didn't spy on Trump. Here's what actually happened. Yeah, he spied on Trump. 
Folks, they're freaking out. Because if Halper was being paid by ONA and a whistleblower was suspended to hide it, to spy on the Trump team, and the information Steele saying came from Trebnikov actually came from Halper and made mm -hmm. it into the dossier, oh boy, do we have a problem. We have the U.S. government, our, we have our taxpayer money being used to lie to a FISA court on behalf of a political candidate to take down another one. The verdict is in, and that's bullshit, folks. Mm -hmm. May have to bleep the second part of that one. Okay. But that's okay. Thanks, buddy. You can leave the me asking for the bleep in there, too. Hey, thanks for okay. uh, th thanks for working with me on that. That helped. Yeah, that makes that, sense? Yeah, that really did. It was just too many, too many cooks. Yeah, thank you a lot. You like that? Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Wait till that little doozy comes out. Yeah. Remember this data. What's today's date? The fourth or whatever, the fifth? The fifth. Mm -hmm. Remember that one. Okay. All right, folks. I got to move on to other stuff, <laughs> but I want you to pay special attention to that story. Talk about a bombshell. All right. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. GenuCell. We love GenuCell in this house. I use it. My wife uses it. My mother-in-law uses it. I use the immediate effects before I go on the air because sometimes I'm tired. You don't want all the puffy, bad guy stuff going on. So the immediate effects, boom, done right away. You got a hot date, whatever. Try immediate effects. Got to go on TV, try immediate effects. Got a big business meeting, uh, try GenuCell immediate effects. I can't get over how much and how quickly GenuCell's helped me. It's an email we got. The jawline cream has made my jaw and neck two separate body parts for the first time in a decade. Whoa. My bags and puffiness are gone. It's a skin's found, uh, fountain of youth. Thank you, GenuCell, for making me look and feel younger again. That's Juliana from Austin, Texas. Sent GenuCell this email raving about her amazing transformation. Thanks to GenuCell. Now it's your turn to see results guaranteed. During Shamini's extended inventory clearance sale, order GenuCell's jawline treatment with MDL technology packed with natural peptides to target that annoying turkey neck. And get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. Absolutely free. Yes, free. And for results in 12 hours, the GenuCell immediate effects with I love, which I love, is also free. Paula, you love this stuff? She does. Getting a head nod there. This once-in-a-year offer is backed by their 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. Go to GenuCell.com, enter my promo code DAN30 at checkout. Order now for a surprise luxury gift with your order. Order this week and shipping is also free. You're not going to beat that offer anyway. Go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, enter Dan30 at checkout. Again, that's GenuCell.com, Dan30 at checkout. Check it out. You're going to love it. Okay. We are loaded up today, so let's move on. So yesterday, major league blowout on Outnumbered on Fox, which oh. was just a pleasure to watch and hear. I know you got to see this. Uh, I don't. I work at Fox, you know, full disclosure. Um, I work with both of the participants in this kind of on outnumbered. Um, you know, I don't have any, I don't make my politics personal. Um, you know, I just don't, I've worked with them. They're, they're fine, but I am going to take the side of one of them on this because the other side I just think is mis misleading you without further ado. This was a debate going on on outnumbered about Joe Biden, John Kerry, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, an associate of John Kerry, Devin Archer, their suspicious business dealings in Ukraine with this natural gas company, and watch the response to Steve Hilton from Marie Harf, who go, uses this go-to line she uses all the time. I'm not sure she knows what evidence um, means, but she keeps saying to every, every time she feels uncomfortable, she says there's no evidence. I want mm -hmm. you to watch this. They, they went to commercial after this, but this could have gotten good. They should have let it go a little longer. Check this out. 
There's a further element of corruption that needs to be looked into. And again, something that Ukraine should investigate, which is John Kerry's corruption. He was Secretary of State at the time. He was also involved in channeling money to Ukraine. His former chief of staff was hired by Burisma soon after Hunter Biden went on the board. They hired John Kerry's former chief of staff while he was Secretary of State, paid him money from Burisma, could have come from the U.S. taxpayer. That money is circled back to Democratic senators who then write to the administration calling for more money to be sent to Burisma. Mm. All of that needs to be investigated. John Kerry's There's corruption. There's no evidence that anything you just... The that I've just laid I worked out is at the, the State Department so then. So you're covering up the corruption to it. I, you defend it. Are you... Are you These kidding are facts. me? Billions of Steve, dollars I'm on went this couch with Burisma. you talking about the news. Please don't accuse me of covering something up. You are I'm because you're saying you... there's no evidence. Oh, 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 that thing went nuclear fast. Yeah, that was all over the, the Twitter yesterday. Well, let me just, if I may, and I'm, by the way, I'll say it an open invitation to Marie. I'll debate Marie on this topic anytime. Um, this is, you know, she's not here to defend herself. And unlike, you know, liberals, I don't like to engage in these kind of these things, especially with coworkers. But, but I, I, you know, she's, if she wants to come on the show, I'm happy to debate her on it. So let's be clear about this. We know for a fact, or in other words, what we would call evidence, data points. I don't, I don't know what euphemism Marie is. I, I mean, she may be confused about what evidence means, but we know for a fact that Hunter Biden was, in fact, hired by our natural gas company in Ukraine while Joe Biden was in the administration as vice president, assigned as the point man on Ukraine and actually discussing natural gas. None of that is in dispute. You can dispute that, but that would be just simply foolish. I don't know how else to describe it. Those are accepted facts, okay? We know Hunter Biden was hired without any of the requisite skills on the board to meet the requirements any board member would have to add value to that company. Hunter Biden had no skills in Ukraine, no skills in the natural gas arena at all, nothing. Hunter Biden was clearly hired because of his last name. Again, not in dispute amongst reasonable people, a fact. We also know an associate of John Kerry, Devin Archer, was also on the board. I'm going to get to a John Solomon piece in a minute of Burisma, the natural gas company. And we also know now, pursuant to emails uncovered by John Solomon, that Devin Archer was actually seeking meetings with John Kerry and other people in the State Department and other Burisma lawyers and other representatives to make a lot of this investigation go away, poof, into Burisma for corruption while Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and associate of John Kerry was on the board. I say to Marie, uh, you suggesting that there's no evidence doesn't mean there's no evidence. There's no evidence you saying no evidence is actually true. And you attacking Steve like that is kind of pretty horrible. And I'll debate you on it any time. You want a rematch on, on the five or something? I'm ready anytime. Yeah, you're going to get a blast. Challenge any of the facts Steve put out there. You're going to get a blast. I mean, what do you yeah. want? Yeah, I mean, what do you need, the bank records for the payments? I mean, you're, the, you're apparently the only person in the media who hasn't seen this stuff. And, 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 and I worked for the State Department. It's not an, what does that mean? I don't understand what that means. Like, you worked for the State Department. So, so what the facts are, you worked for the State Department, so Hunter Biden didn't work for Burisma? Is that what, the, I don't get how these two things are correlated. Uh, great, you worked for the State Department. Even worse, that you're unfamiliar, apparently, with the evidence. So I'm going to say, good for Steve. Way to hit that. Yeah, man. Hit back hard all the time. 
Now, John Solomon yesterday, another tremendous piece of reporting by John, who's just been knocking it out of the ballpark lately. I'll have this article up at the show notes. Please look at it. John has been just all over this. He's got his new uh, site out there, John Solomon Reports. This will be up in the show notes again. You subscribe to the newsletter. I'll send them right to you. Breaking yesterday. I don't know if Marie read this or if she didn't. Happy to debate it anytime. November 4th, 2019. Headline, John Solomon. Hunter Biden's Ukraine gas firm pressed the Obama administration to end the corruption allegations. Memos show. Folks, you understand nothing you've been told about. Now you understand why Ukraine gate, whistleblower gate is such a big deal. You get that, right? Remember the golden rule. Democrats always, Joseph, always accuse you of what they're doing. So now we know through the prior segment, watch the tie in here, that we may have actually paid taxpayers, the Office of Net Assessments, to produce information from Russians against Trump that was false. I would call that collusion. No, Trump did it, right? No, no, they did it. Ukraine gate. There is a Ukraine gate about Biden and about the DNC working with Ukraine to impact the election and target Trump. But they need you to believe it's about Trump, so they just make it up through the fake whistleblower. Mm -hmm. But now we're finding out that the Ukraine gate story involving Biden and the hiring of his son they're paying for his last name, obviously, to access the State Department. Joe, what were we told? We were told clearly by Joe Biden. I didn't talk with yeah. my son about this. We find out that was a lie. We find yeah. out the son has already admitted to talking to his dad about yeah. it, and the dad has already admitted talking to his son about it. What do we also find out? That all of these claims by the Democrats that this hiring of Hunter Biden and John Kerry's buddy, John's homie there, Devin Archer, Holmes, that it was no big deal, nothing to do about, they were not trying to leverage their contacts in the Obama administration, Joe. It was just a straight up deal, business deal, because Devin Archer and Hunter Biden are just so indispensable and qualified to be board members on a natural gas company that they were hired for their mad skills. Hmm. Well, now we find out in John Solomon's piece, let's take a little portion of the piece here. That Hunter Biden's name specifically, matter of fact, was invoked by Burisma as a reason that the State Department should help them. Say what? According to a series of email exchanges amongst U.S. officials. Again, for Marie, we would call this evidence. Um, (laughs) uh, According to a series of email exchanges among U.S. officials trying to arrange the meeting. The subject line for the email exchange simply read Burisma. So let's get this straight. Wait, keep that up a second here. So the Burisma people that hired Hunter Biden's kids specifically invoked the hiring of Biden in his name to get a meeting with State Department people. Wow, that's crazy. I thought that didn't happen. Quote, per our conversation, this is uh, one of their email exchanges, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Karen Tremontano of Blue Star Strategies, that's a legal firm representing Burisma, a strategy firm, requested a meeting to discuss with uh, Novelli, that's a U.S. government representative from the State Department, alleging Burisma's corruption, a February 24, 2016 email between state officials read. Quote, she noted that two high-profile U.S. citizens are affiliated with the company, including Hunter Biden as a board member. That's not possible, Joe. That email can't be real, right? That's not evidence. Clearly, it's made up, right? Well, it's not. 
No, um, we were told specifically. No, no, it's not. No, I'm sorry. Um, I know you're as the audience ombudsman. You got to seek corrections whether or not there. Yeah, we need to correct that. Your email clearly can't be real. No, it's real. Um, the State Department is clearly being contacted by a political tactic strategy legal representative from Burisma trying to get um, a meeting with the State Department to clear up a charge against Burisma, a corruption charge, while Hunter Biden and Devin Archer are sitting on the board of Burisma. Crazy. Weird. We were told that doesn't happen, Joe. That didn't happen. Marie says there's no evidence. So that email clearly, Marie's right. There's no, that email's clearly a fake. Uh, okay. I, okay. I'm going to get to the second portion of this piece. Before there's I get more. to that, though, I just want to, yeah. Oh, 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 oh wait, it's like an infomercial. Wait, there's more. Exactly, there's more evidence, not air quote evidence. Huh. Before I get to that, today's show also <laughs> brought to you by everybody at Netsuite. Thanks for your patience. We've got a lot of great sponsors. I want to be here. Uh, we try to keep the show light on on ads for you, but some companies really want to get in, really want to talk to you. So we appreciate your patience. Netsuite, we use Netsuite in my house. We love Netsuite. We'd be lost without it. Netsuite by Oracle. It's the number one uh, cloud business visual system. Netsuite.com. That's the place to go, folks. We love Netsuite. We'd be lost without it. Listen, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. The problem growing businesses have is knowing their numbers. And these hodgepodge of business systems, they don't talk to each other, one for accounting, for sales, inventory. They don't mix. They don't match. It's a big, inefficient mess. It hurts your bottom line, takes up too much time and too many resources. That hurts your business. It hurts your numbers. We use NetSuite here. We love it. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle. Super easy to use. It's business management software. Handles every aspect of your business. Allows you to grow, increase your bottom line. Gives you the visibility and control you need. With NetSuite, you save time, money, unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite's the world's number one cloud business system. Folks, right now, NetSuite's offering you valuable insights with a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Bongino. That's netsuite.com slash Bongino. Download your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your business. NetSuite.com slash Bongino. Can't say enough about NetSuite. It's helped me and Paula manage our business and get rid of all these mixing and matching of systems that don't talk to each other. It's super easy to use. Go to NetSuite.com slash Bongino. Grow your bottom line. Make your business more efficient. NetSuite.com slash Bongino. Check them out today. Okay. The second takeaway from this John Solomon piece. Remember, folks, keep this all in mind. We were told the real Ukraine scandals about Trump. And the deal, non-deal, pro-quid, quid, pro-quo that didn't even happen because we have the transcript. We were told that's the real scandal, just like we were told Russian collusion was about Trump, too. Now we find out the real scandal may be Hunter Biden using daddy's name and Burisma to try to get interviews and uh, access to the State Department to clear up a corruption investigation into the company he was working for. Crazy. Well, here's takeaway number two about another well-connected cat sitting on this Burisma board, company being investigated by the Ukrainians as apparently Joe Biden's pressuring the Ukrainians to fire the prosecutor looking into it. Wow. Takeaway number two, quote from the John Solomon piece. But the records do indicate, indicate that Hunter Biden's fellow American board member at Burisma, Devin Archer, like an associate of John Kerry, folks, a very close one, Secured a meeting on March 2nd, 2016 with Secretary of State John Kerry himself. How did that happen? <laughs> in addition to serving on the Burisma board, Archer and Hunter Biden were partners at an American firm known as Rosemont Seneca. 
Here's an email. Quote, Devin Archer coming to see S today. That's the Secretary of State at 3 p.m. Needs someone to meet and greet him at C Street. An email from Kerry's office manager reads, again, we would call that evidence, folks. I'm just putting that out there. S is shorthand frequently used in the state emails to describe the Secretary of State. The memos don't state the reason for the meeting. I thought, I thought this stuff wasn't happening. So let me just let's just be clear on this. Barisma hires an associate of John Kerry and the son of Joe Biden, while Joe Biden is the point man on Ukraine, where Barisma is located, and discussing natural gas as his point man role as VP, natural gas policy. Barisma is a natural gas company. Joe Biden's claim: "There's nothing to see here, folks. Whoosh, nothing's going on." As the Burisma lawyers are invoking the very name of Joe Biden's son to get meetings with the State Department to make the investigation into Burisma go away. And while the other board member connected to the Secretary of State at the time, John Kerry, is getting some VIP meet and greet with John Kerry himself as the investigation and the push to make it go away is going on. Don't worry, folks. This is all about Donald Trump. All about Trump. And the quo, prid, quo, 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 non-quid, non-pro, non-quo, non-deal. It's, that's what it's all about. Again, we would call this evidence. I play that cut again of Steve and Marie debating on Outnumbered, but I don't want to waste your time. I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding at the end of that clip about what the word evidence actually means. Now, as I've said before, because I believe in fair analysis and quality investigative work, evidence is not proof. Series of data points and facts acting as evidence can be proof of a crime. Video evidence, confessions, fingerprints, DNA, email chains, texts, they can be proof if you meet that hurdle beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm not willing to suggest that yet. But suggesting that there's no evidence of massive malfeasance in the hiring of Joe Biden's kid and John Kerry's associate while a corruption investigation is going on in the company that hired them and while they're squeezing the U.S. government to make that corruption investigation go away, while Joe Biden's on tape demanding the prosecutor looking into it fired, suggesting there's no evidence uh, is, is so beyond ridiculous that I'm having a hard time believing we're having this conversation. It's gotten that bad, folks. And working at the State Department does not make evidence non-evidence, okay? <sighs> Can you imagine? I mean, imagine there was some, like, uh, the, the I, I worked at the Secret Service. Imagine, you know, God forbid they had a lapse in a security plan or something and it just broke today. No, no, I worked at the Secret Service. That report is not true because I worked. It doesn't matter. Facts are facts. All right, let's go to some good news, finally, that the media is going to spin anyway. But this is a great story. You know, a couple weeks back, I like to give you the real news, not the nonsense. And I I told you a story. It's a quick story. I'll uh, just kind of sum it up for you. But I was in the gym, I don't know, about two months ago, and a friend of mine, he's a good friend, nice guy, but he came up to me and he was like, "Ah, I'm not worried about the election. Trump's going to win in a landslide. And I went on a bit of a kind of a rant there for five minutes saying how that's the absolute most dangerous counterproductive thing you can say right now. I'm not knocking the guy. He didn't mean anything by it. He's a nice guy. And I, I asked for his permission to use it on the show and he was fine with it. 
And I got a lot of nasty email. Dan, don't be like a Debbie Downer. Folks, I'm not a Debbie Downer. Listen, at all. I am just trying to give you reality so you're not prepared for unreality. Like the Clintons were. Remember the Clinton team? We're going to win in a landslide. Trump's chances of winning is the Washington Post that Chris Silla's article are approaching zero. They didn't even go to Wisconsin. And what happened? They lost. I need you to be a little anxious. And I said to you, when I get the good news, I'll give it to you. Because back then, at the time, the polling data, folks, really wasn't that great. And I'm going to put this out there again for like the thousandth time on the show. But I want you to hammer this into your skull. Yes, the statewide polling data was off badly in the last election. And I'm going to, in this piece, I'm going to discuss why in a second. But I'm going to suggest to you that the data this time will be better. The data was bad in the last Trump election in 2016. I know I ran in that cycle. I experienced it firsthand because a lot of Trump voters were first time voters. I knocked on doors. I used to, you get a walk list when you run for office, right? That walk list is of diehard Republican voters. Why do you knock on diehard Republican voters before a primary? Because they're the only ones that can vote in a Republican primary. I was passing all these houses with Trump signs. I call my campaign manager. Why isn't this name on the list? I'm wasting time. I'm passing 10 Trump houses. You screwed up the list. She said to me, Dan, I didn't screw the list up. Those people do not vote. They're not on the list. So I started knocking on the doors with the Trump signs that weren't on the list of Republican voters. And sure enough, she was right. Hello, ma'am. Do you vote? Never in my life. Why do you have a Trump sign? Because I'm voting now. That's why the state polls were so wrong. That's not the case now. Those people voted in the last election. They're going to be counted now. Now, I'm not suggesting the polls are spot on. There's always a massive Trump undercount for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you to be fooled by this. Oh, forget and ignore the poll. No, no, don't ignore the polls. Be a little anxious. That way you'll go out and grab 10 friends and vote. Gosh, if there's one thing I want to be proven wrong on, it's that my anxiety was misplaced. Please prove me wrong and win in a landslide. I would be the greatest day of my life. I'll replay this cut. Having said that, though, there is some good news out there. Peace by Breitbart in the show notes. Definitely worth your time. Folks, forget the national poll. It's not a national election. The national polls are irrelevant. I'm st- that, those you should forget. You need to pay attention to the swing state polls. It's an electoral college election. It is not a national election for president. That's a myth. It is a series of 50 state elections that determine the national election. It's not a national election. The popular vote does not matter. John Nolte, great piece, November 4th, 2019. 2020 swing state polls show why the media really wants Trump impeached. Now, I have three screenshots from this piece that are worth your time. First, let me tell you the good news. The good news is this. Here's screenshot number one. Remember, there's always a bit of a Trump undercount. He's in a lot of trouble, Joe Biden and others and Bernie Sanders, to Trump in the swing states. Quote, around the swing state polling from the far left New York Times show explains why the media is desperate to see Trump impeached. Among likely voters, remember what I just said, folks, those likely voters were not there in 2016. They never voted, but they'll be there now. Now we know them. Among likely voters, Trump is losing by only two points to quid pro Joe in Florida, Arizona, and Wisconsin. Folks, well within a margin of error. 
in Pennsylvania and Michigan, Slow Joe is up by only a single point. Trump leads in North Carolina by two. That is very good news. Here's where it gets even better. Because Joe Biden, is this, this Hunter Biden stuff, you see how this show is weaving together? It's going to crush him. Yeah. Bernie Sanders only beats Trump in one of those two states. Michigan by three points. They're tied in Wisconsin. Trump beats Bernie by four in Arizona, North Carolina, by one in Pennsylvania, and two in Florida. Nice. Huge numbers there. They say, well, he's still down to Biden in a lot of these places. Folks, I'll give you the reasons why I think there's a bit of an undercount here. Bottom line is, stay anxious, but I don't want anybody to panic. We're still in decent shape. Here's a second takeaway. It gets even worse for some of the other front runners against Trump. As for the current Democratic frontrunner, Elizabeth Warren, Trump leads by two to four in all of those states, oh. except Arizona, where they're tied. If that's not scary enough for the media, the latest polling has Trump winning Nevada, a state he lost in 2016. <laughs> oh, this is at least the double monthly, is it not? Come on. You can't just go a single. We haven't. People have been missing monthly. <laughs> missing missing monthly. Some yeah. guy said it reminds him of his youth. Yeah. Now, I really like this piece a lot. Nolte continues and he gives four reasons why even with those solid numbers within the margin of error in the swing states and crushing Warren in the swing states, maybe adding Nevada, why that may be an undercount too. Huh. Check out these four points. I'm not going to read every sentence of it, but it's worth your time. If you want to in detail, read the piece. It's up at the show notes today. Reason number one, it may be an undercount here. Polling has historically underestimated Trump's strength by about five points. Now, folks, factoring in what I just told you about how likely voters, even if that's just two or three points, Trump is either winning or tied in every one of those states. Okay? Number two, Trump is doing remarkably well in the middle of impeachment hearings. <laughs> That'll almost certainly end with his acquittal and vindication, if not in the House, then in the Senate. Great point. Takeaway number three. While Biden might have to have the best uh, shot at stopping Trump, everyone knows it's only on paper. Biden's a terrible campaigner. The fact that his son looted at least three foreign countries that we know of <laughs> is a huge liability. <laughs> well well said, Nolte. Well said. <laughs> Takeaway number four. Most importantly, Trump's not even out campaigning right now. He's not out on the trail. He's not debating. He's not talking about his record, his accomplishments. He's not out contrasting himself with his far left opponent, and he's not doing what he's doing best. Selling his vision, his ideas, his common sense, his love for America. We know he's a great campaign. He's not doing that now. He's busy being president and fighting off this ridiculous impeachment, which is going to end badly for the Democrats. In other words, folks, this may get a whole, whole lot worse for the Democrats. Little bit of good news. Don't let that put you at ease. Just smile a little bit. No, it's never the catastrophe the media wants you to believe it is. But stay anxious. Anxious people win elections. Complacent people get their butts kicked. Don't forget that. Oh, 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 I, I, I did not want to forget this either. This is huge, folks. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, he's always out there breaking news on CNN. Otherwise, he's the captain of hidden video. I want to play this little doozy for you from ABC News about Jeffrey Epstein. I want you to pay particular attention to a Bill Clinton angle you may have heard on their show a little while ago. Check this out. It just broke before I get on the air, so I'm going to play it for you. I want you to kind of hot wash it through your head. And tomorrow, I'll dig in a little more on it, but check this out. 
I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. They had some Bill Clinton stuff too. Wow. That's in the bottom on that. They had some Clinton stuff too. Crazy. We'll get to a little more of that tomorrow. I've got uh, some other stuff I need to get to. All right, one final sponsor, and I got another story on the other side. It's very important. It's a serious story about, and I'm going to tie it to one former federal agent that died tragically, but this is worth your time, so stay tuned. Our final sponsor today, folks, is our friends at Public Rec. These are the most comfortable, everyday pants you are ever going to find. Folks, uh, when I was an instructor in the Secret Service Academy, it's really tough to find pants, kind of tactical, everyday, comfortable pants to wear. Um, you know, we had old BDU pants and they were uncomfortable. They, you know, they didn't breathe at all. You didn't have enough pockets. It was just poorly designed. Well, that problem's all been solved. We, Public Rec, they have the best pants out there. I love them. I wear these all the time. Think about your favorite pair of raggedy old sweats. You love how comfortable they are to lounge in, but you're not able to wear them out of the house. You know, you don't want to look sloppy, right? What if I told you there's a pair of pants, a pair of pants to do both? Comfort, and they look great too. No more coming home and changing into sweats. Now you have pants that feel as good as sweats. They feel good. You can go out to work with them. You can wear them out. They look great. Public Rec's all day, everyday pants eliminates the gap between style and comfort. Feel the comfort of home even when you're out. You may have seen me out in the road. Some of my local residents, you know me, you see me with these pants on. They look great. They're great for the office, the bar, and anywhere in between. They're your new go-to. They're more stylish than sweats. They're comfier than jeans. Indoor comfort meeting, outdoor style. They are the absolute best. I love them. Super comfortable. A lot of places to store stuff. You're never going to want to take them off. That's the only downside. The design details like the elastic waistband with the internal drawstring. They have two deep front zipper pockets and the faux front fly for a more formal look. You know, you don't want to look sloppy. You only always look great in these pants, public rec. They have nine different colors to choose from one for every day of the week. And then some I've worn them out. I've worn them out uh, walking around out to dinner. I've worn them in the backyard out here working. They are terrific. Folks, Public Rec's all-day, everyday pants are the most versatile, stylish, and comfortable pants you'll ever own. And right now, they have an exclusive offer for our listeners. Go now to Public Rec, public, R-E-C, publicrec.com slash Bongino. Get 10% off your order, automatically apply to checkout. That's Public Rec, rec spelled R-E-C, dot com slash Bongino, publicrec.com slash Bongino, publicrec.com slash Bongino. Don't sleep on this rare opportunity to get 10% off. Publicrec.com slash Bongino. Look good, feel good, best pants you'll ever own. Check them out. Publicrec.com slash Bongino. Okay. Um, kind of a sad story, but a story we need to discuss. So, folks, there was a real horrible uh, thing. I don't know any other way to describe it than tragic, horrible, disturbing, uh, really horrendous in Mexico. There were nine U.S. citizens killed in Mexico by a savage animal uh, cartel gang. Um, there's differences of uh, in the story right now. Fox News has some coverage will be in the show notes. Danielle Wallace, Fox News, nine Americans, including six children. Children. Killed as a Mormon 
uh, as Mormon offshot group caught in cartel crossfire. I mean, what kind of savages you have to be? I, I, really, this story is just hard to believe. The family that was killed is a LeBaron family that apparently has lived in the northern portion of New Mexico, Sonora region, for a long time. Uh, it's, they're unsure yet if this was a targeting or a case of mistaken identity, but folks, the details of the story are horrible, and because I try to keep the show relatively family-friendly, um, I'm going to leave out the horrible details about what these cartel did to this family as they were traveling back to the United States. But folks, Trump put out a tweet over this. And, you know, this is one of the times I really love this guy. I really, really appreciate what he's doing. Quote, this is the time for Mexico, with the help of the United States, to wage war on the drug cartels and wipe them off the face of the earth. We merely await a call from your great new president. You know what? Good for you. Folks, when I was in the law enforcement academy and Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Glynn County, Georgia, learning how to be a federal agent. One of the stories that was frequently told by people about the danger of what you're doing being a federal agent was the story of a heroic DEA agent and former, I believe, Marine by the name of Kiki Camarena. It's a sad story. I don't even like to talk about it because it's so horrible. But I want to show you why we need people like Trump right now. Kiki Camarena was a DEA agent who had uncovered I mean, massive drug trafficking. Uh, he was a real threat to one of the cartels down there in Mexico. Well, being a DEA agent, he was targeted. He was targeted. He was taken. He was kidnapped by gunmen. He was tortured over 30 hours. There was a doctor involved who kept him alive so they could continue the torture. The condition they found his body in, in a plastic bag, is um, not suitable for me to talk about on this show. And uh, it was it was one of the most disgusting and disturbing cases you're ever going to hear about. If you don't know the story of Kiki Camarena, I suggest you look it up. Well, that was during the Reagan years. And Reagan wasn't having any of that. So they launched Operation Leyenda, which was one of the most massive murder investigations we've had at the federal level in U.S. history. And they got most of the dogs who did this. The mutts, the pigs, the cockroaches. And you know, you know, you're right. If someone said to me, don't call them dogs are great. Dogs are great. Let's call them roaches, flies, flies landing on dog turds. That's the kind of people these, these savages are. They got them. It took a while, but we got them. We made sure politicians went down, law enforcement people who were involved in it. Yeah, oh yeah. There were law enforcement officials in Mexico, cartel members, and they crushed that cartel. Now, the cartel was replaced later by another cartel, but they, they, it became the word got out after that. You don't with the United States. Folks, we can't have our citizens mowed down by cartels. Now, I'm not suggesting, you know, we need thermonuclear war here. But there's got to be a pretty heavy response here. The coffin business in Mexico may get busy. Shortly, we'll just leave that one there. You can't have that. All right, folks, read that story. We'll hopefully be some updates on that soon. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. We're trying to get up to 300,000 subscribers. We're almost there. Thanks to you and your loyalty. I really appreciate it. Also subscribe to the audio version of the show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere. It means a lot. Thanks a lot, folks. I will see some of you at the Patriot Awards in Tampa tomorrow. 
uh, on Fox Nation. So if you want to check that out, please go ahead. I'll see you there. Say hello. Bring a book, whatever. Happy to sign it for you. See you all on Wednesday. Take it easy. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.